You can't handle the what? Representative Timber Chet, Republican from Tennessee, has just seen this morning some very classified UFO footage <laughs> that has not been released to the public. And he says, uh, no, you can't handle this. Uh, wow. If they're out there, they're out there, and this kind of technology, they could turn us into charcoal briquettes right now. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> if they can travel like they would. Well, yeah. at the speeds that we've seen in physics as we know it, they fly underwater. Uh, they don't show a heat trail, things like that. We're vastly out of our league on this deal. We can't handle it, he said. Uh, we couldn't fight them off if we wanted to. That's why I don't think they're a threat to us or they would have already turned us into charcoal. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're just an anthill to them, how often do you think about stepping on an anthill, you know? So what what's the, what would be the point of conquering us? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, we're not a threat to them in any way shape or form. And why is this why is this whole idea makes people so bajiggity anyway? You I know what know. I mean? No. I, I it's sure I'm sure there's other life forms out there. Sure, there's a lot of there out there. Sure. So anyway, <laughs> uh that, he just released that so I thought I'd toss that in here at That's the beginning. Funny. Meanwhile, we've got a very old and ill and frail Joe Bama. Uh, Joe Bama. I like that. I heard you saying that earlier. That's pretty much it, isn't Joe it? Joe Bama. Forty percent, Sean. Forty percent of his presidency has been spent on vacation. <laughs> Last weekend, we all saw the video of him on the beach in Rehoboth, right? Yeah. Nobody paying any attention to the old no. fart. Then, of course, uh, the weekend before was a long weekend of Fourth of July, and he spent that with Hunter, the crackhead, the coke dude right at uh at camp david doing lines the, looking, probably, at, looking at porn the weekend before <laughs> that he spent at camp david with crackhead not amazing that in the middle of all that the coke shows up at the white house but anyway um yesterday he's being you know the day before he was led around by the king of england right and staring yeah, at that the was toy embarrassing soldier, right yeah. And then he, yesterday he was led around by the uh, president of Lithuania who took him over by his hand, sat him down at a table, and he, uh. Joe looks up and he says, is it my signature? Nothing else, right? I don't do anything else, just my signature. And he signed it. And then he took him over to their presidential medal of freedom, which is in a glass case, and uh, showed it to him, which is a very, you know, sacred deal for the people of Lithuania. People have died, you know. And uh, Joe turns around and says, I'm going to wear that one day. Yeah. And He's stumbles off. It, you know, so. it looks like dementia, man. It really does, and it's it, you know, it's it, they're just shoving him out there whenever they absolutely have to. He's not going to the uh, no. NATO meeting meeting because the last thing they want is that frail old man sitting around a bunch of supposed allies and making an ass out of himself. Well, I said this morning he didn't go to the dinner last night, right? And the White well, House. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the dinner. dinner. Yeah, and the the uh, this is the thir- the fourth state dinner that they have backed him out of during his presidency and they have said look here's the deal he's worked four days and he's got a speech to give tomorrow Ugh. that was yesterday right wow yeah and, and which is not true and uh because he got there sunday night so he he hasn't worked four days in a row uh but then when they were called on it the white house said what we meant was he has four days coming up he's going to be working four days coming they changed the story that's the most pathetic aspect of this entire Isn't discussion it? is that they changed it up yeah and i saw it was like Oh, no, no, we meant the, the four days coming. Right. Oh, okay. Right. right. When you're president, you work every day. And, well, we, and we hear that all the time. Well, you know, the cameras and the, 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 the cameras go away, but we take the machines with him, and he's always working. No, he's not. This guy, no. guy comes downstairs at 10. 
signs yeah. whatever they have for him to sign. He goes back upstairs, goes back to bed. We all know that. We've been told that. Right, right. So, well, you know, watching the thing with the Lithuanian guy where he's asking about where <sighs> I just sign, right? I'm just being honest with you. I was power of attorney for my mom. Yeah. And there comes a point where, you know, you have to guide them. Okay, Mom, I need you to sign this document. That's what it felt like to me. Like he doesn't know. He honestly, genuinely, genuinely at this point has no idea what's going on. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And what this is doing, the reason they didn't want him at the dinner last night is because he would have been unscripted for over an hour with reporters at this table that all these guys were at firing questions at him. They're not going to ask the president of Lithuania. They're not going to ask the president of anywhere else any questions. They're going to ask Joe about cocaine. That's what they were going to ask him about. And they didn't want him to be unscripted for over an hour because he says stupid stuff like, we're out of ammo. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was my cocaine. Of course it was Hunter's. We were doing lines together. That's how I got left. You know, they don't want that happening. So they just don't let him go to dinner. Of course it was my boy's blow, you dog-faced pony soldier. Exactly. Drop and get me 20. I'll I'll beat you at that. Yeah, (laughs) you fat so. So they're not going to roll the dice on that. No, sir. No way. No, sir. But meanwhile, places like China, the rest of the world, they're picking up on this because he's old and frail and ill. He is ill. Just say it. You know, he's ill. Right, right. And the rest of the world's picking up on it. And China put out in their official China Post medium, said, of course they're out of ammo. Everybody knows, the entire world knows that the United States is out of ammo. So they they pick up on this, what he's projecting around the world, which is confused and weak and ill, and that's who we are. Well, I, I agree, absolutely. I mean, it's a very bad position to be in uh, as far as our leadership. And and if, and if we go back in time a smidge and talk about the pandemic and when it came out, I think you and I are of the same mind that we believe behind the scenes we had an international conspiracy to end the presidency of Donald Trump. 100%. Now, they're looking at this old guy, and down the road they're seeing Donald Trump getting his numbers that he's getting, getting the support he's getting. You know that they've already worked out something behind the scenes uh, to to make sure that doesn't happen. Because while he's ridiculous, he's pathetic, he's ineffective, they love him being the president of the United States of America because he is absolutely no threat whatsoever, and he can work some cool deals behind the scenes. To my Joe. So, with Joe, yeah. 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 So they don't want you. I'm just, th- this is the thought that pops into my head. Sure. Yeah, he's feeble, and they're loving it. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. As long as they can control him and keep from saying stupid stuff, then they're they're totally right. fine with it. I, I mean, them and like the people that the rest would be of the sitting world. around that table. Absolutely, they're at, fine right. with it. Well, they're also fine with it because the more we look like we're degraded, the stronger they look. Sure. Right, which is not true, but that's what they that's what they're they're projecting and what he is projecting. It made me think of, in fact, I just saw some video of Joe amongst those other NATO leaders, and he's just one in the crowd, you know, kind of standing there looking around like, where am I and what's going on? And this is not to make fun of him because this is beyond yeah, the point of being funny. We're being observant. Yeah. And so, uh, and I remember today they're taking the, the family picture where they all line up, huh. and I remember the very last, fa- it's called family picture, but it's all the leaders right, of the world. Right. And I remember the very last one they took when Trump was president. <laughs> Remember this? Yes, yes. And so those guys lined up in front of Trump, and he was behind them, and he comes up and shoves, (laughs) like a middle linebacker, shoves that guy to the side and takes his coat and buttons his coat and stands there at attention for the in front and center. Yes. You guys get behind me. It was great. He almost had this look at his eye like, get the hell out of here. Get away from me. Get out of here. Exactly right. I'm the president of the United States of America. Shoved him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought it was great. You know, and this guy. Uh, uh, where am I? It's too bad. It really is too bad. It's a it's a horrible thing, and they, they wouldn't let him go to the dinner, the official state dinner last night. They can't. No, they can't. They can't put him in that position. He can't do it. That's nope. why they're going to keep him off the campaign trail. That's why he's not going to do, do any debates. That's why they're going to you know keep him in Rehoboth or in a basement somewhere through most of this, just like they did the last time. He's not running until they shuffle him off. Yeah, he's not running until they get rid of him. He'll be gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. He'll be gone. And I, I have no idea what the future of his health is like. It doesn't look good. I'm not a doctor, but look, just observing. I've had family members just like you who went through the whole nine yards. It wasn't any any of my parents, thank God, but I had a grandfather that ended up with right. Alzheimer's. He ended up in, a, in an Alzheimer's ward. My grandfather did. And uh, this, a lot of this is reminiscent of what I would see my grandfather do early on before they took him away. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm comparing him to the track my mom took, I'd say he's at stage three easily of dementia. I don't know that. This is alleged. But, I mean, right. that, that's, right. that would be my observation. It's a relatively new experience for me. So I'm like, he looks like he's stage three. He could still sort of hold a conversation, but he's unaware of what's going on around it's him. It's terrible. You know, and uh, so if he's at stage three, even stage two, you know, stage four is on the way, mm-hmm. which means they're going to have to get rid of him. Right. Well, they point. will. They it, will. Before at the some election. point, because see, if, if he does have dementia at some point, he's going to be bedridden and isn't going right. to be able to go anywhere. Well, that's right. You know, one interesting thing that he said yesterday, he said um, the second time Russia invaded, we were able to get thousands of troops here. <laughs> And if you need the the Secretary of Defense, he's here with me, and I can just send him your way. Now, I started to think about what does he mean by that? Does he mean the second time Russia invaded, meaning the first time was Crimea during the Obama years, and what happened a year right. and a half ago was the second time, and which which means that's problematic because that means he sent thousands of U.S. troops a year and a half ago, in his right, mind. Right. Right? Because right. that's what he said. I sent thousands of U.S. That's troops right. the second time Vlad invaded. So if that's what he meant, if that was the second time, or Sean, was he predicting something that's up and coming? So a year and a half ago, Russia invaded, right? Right. So is the second invasion and the thousands of U.S. troops yet to come possibly next year when we've got a presidential election coming. Well, I mean, what's good? it's going to have to happen at some point if we're running out of munitions, you're going to have to put bodies over there. So maybe he lets slip once again with something that uh he knows or he's been around when it's being discussed. Cuz uh yeah, I mean, I'm glad you picked up on it cuz I didn't pick up on it. I mean, that's 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 troubling. He either means the second time, which was a year and a half ago, the first time meaning when Vlad went into right. Crimea. So that was the second time, which somebody needs to follow up with the question. You mean you sent thousands well, of U.S. troops a year ago? Right. It's one of two things, and both are bad. So we sent a thousand troops while you were out thousands. there. Thousands. Thousands while you're out there saying no boots on the ground? Yeah. Or is the second one yet to come, nah. and you already have a plan for thousands to go in there, possibly during an election year, which would really be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, God. It, you know, it, 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 the Ukrainian thing is going to turn out to be worse than Vietnam in, in many regards. Yeah. I believe because we're 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 bankrupting ourselves of munitions and money yeah. with yeah. this thing. And if we send thousands if we're sending a force out there in yeah. the future, yeah. or if we already did. Yeah. Now I, I don't know. If if we had already done that, we probably would have been hearing from 
folks anonymously saying, hey, there's people already there. That's why I came up with the second option, yeah. which is it's an event yet to come, right. and he, he knows the plan. Right. And, and here's pretty- – that may have that may have cost him the dinner last night. That may have cost him his his Cornish hen. They were going to feed him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Biden's not going tomorrow night. All right, just let everybody know he's what's going on. He's told everybody about you the know. war and how we're going to wrap it up. No Cornish hen for you, buddy. <laughs> his 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 uh, staff, you know, and there's 500 of them. Must be the most clenched human beings you on know the it. earth. They're just always <laughs> waiting for the sh- next shoe to drop, the next orthopedic shoe to drop on their lives. Next doctor visit, they'll have to go in training before they go in for the they, doctor visit. They may start just <laughs> drugging his ass and knocking him out and saying, ah, he's not capable. I, I don't doubt that. I don't either. Yeah. Hey, i got to tell you about Diamond Dex, and right here in San Antonio with Donnie Ferguson and the great team at Diamond Dex, you don't have to settle for a boring backyard. Instead, you can have a fun and relaxing oasis with Diamond Dex of San Antonio. DiamondDexTX.com. Expert craftsmen use only the highest quality materials to create these stunning designs that will have your neighbors and everybody talking. Now, imagine hosting a backyard barbecue in your brand-new outdoor living space. Whether you want a custom stone patio, cutting-edge composite deck, Diamond Dex has got you covered from start to finish. Now, the team, the design team, will work to create this personalized space that perfectly reflects your style and your needs. And then their expert craftsmen will go to work to bring your vision to life using the best materials and professional installation techniques. And at Diamond Dex, they believe your backyard should be your happy place. And with their stunning designs and expert craftsmanship, that's exactly what it's going to be. Why don't you sit down with them today and dream a little bit at DiamondDexTX.com. Real feel yesterday was 117. We're headed back to near that again today, so please be ready for it. 106 for the high. Right now it's 80 at KTSA. Good morning. Still have that trouble spot on 35 northbounds. We are Ware and Rima. I'm Trey Ware. He's a walking, talking answer to prayer, and it's a 723 <laughs> at KTSA. What's on uh, your mind? Oh, yeah, I, I feel fine. Well, just uh, as far as what you just referenced, I uh, uh, first off, I apologize. I felt like hell yesterday, but I went to the doctor, and apparently I had indigestion. That can, man. So I guess uh, that Totino's, Totino's party that pizza I had the night before. But I, I went and got a checkup, and all, I have no red numbers on my charts. All right. My charts, so apparently I'm either. First time in a long time. First time in three years, so I'm either much rejoicing. I'm either blessed by God or a vampire. So you know, either way, you're actually a product of modern science. Yes, with all the pills you're taking, that's good. This is true. So that was good. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, 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 we, we allowed our friends, Kathy and Ron, my wife and I, to convince us to watch that All Stars game last night. How was it? That was three hours I'll just never get back. That was just, you know, there, there, I remembered why I don't watch All-Star games, which right. I classically don't. Right. Now, it was pretty cool. No, it was pretty cool. We had uh, five Rangers players on. I yep. mean, they're, they're really doing very well this year. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. We had a couple of really interesting catches early on. There was some action. But it really was a boring-ass game. I mean, it was one-to-one through most of it. All of our cats fell asleep. Uh, we were watching it in the. Be- we had made it a cave day, so we're all. Can in the I bedroom. ask you something? Yeah. Do they apply the same rules? Like they do? They have the pitch clock and I, all I, that. I, it's all I the same. I think so because it went quickly, but yeah. I didn't see a pitch clock, so I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit. You know, um, first problem is they're doing it right in the middle of their season, so right. they, don't, they don't want to get anybody hurt. They're very yeah. careful about that. 
the NFL totally screwed up their big game of the year like that. Their, their, you know, their all-star game. Right. Because they had it used to be in Hawaii every year after the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl players could come play, and being in Hawaii in February, beautiful weather is great, you know. Well, they moved it up to that week between the end of the season and the Super Bowl. Right. So now the Super Bowl players play in <laughs> in the All Star. So all the, the All Stars. Right. right. Well, I, and now they're playing two below, so you know. <laughs> well, the, the sense that I had again, I'm not a big All Stars watcher because yeah. I'm very loyal to my state team sure. or town team. Mm-hmm is that when you have the best of the best playing the best of the best, frankly, a lot not a lot happens because they're all so good, you know, mm-hmm. top of their game. And plus, it's an exhibition game, so they're laughing, they're telling jokes. They got most of them mic'd so you can hear what they're saying on the field. Yeah. And it's really just a big show, but that doesn't exactly make it make for an exciting or interesting baseball game. See, this is where NASCAR does it right. They have an all-star race, too. Oh, it's yeah? in May every year. Right. And the best of the best of their drivers are in the in the race. And the cars are built for that race, so they don't oh. have to worry about tearing up a car that they that they hope to race oh, later. Wow. Wow. So That's if smart. they if they crash out and ruin a race car, they really don't care because it's for that race right. alone. And there's no points, so it doesn't count against you if you crash out. Right. And they shorten the length of the race, so they got to really hurry to try to win this thing. Everybody right. has got to really race hard. So they do, man. They put a million or two million to win. Uh-huh. Right. Oh wow! And so they just go at it. I mean, it's you know what right. to the wall when they go at it. And if they wreck, which they do a lot because they're trying to win in a short amount of time for two million dollars, they do it right. It's so intense. it's fun to watch. It's, yeah, it's fun. Intense. It's yes. intense. It's not. It's not guys jacking around and talking. It's. It's. I'm here to. I'm here to win two million. Well, there was a distinct lack of excitement <laughs> in the, the game last night, and I know baseball is not inherently always a, an exciting fast-paced can game. Be. Can it be. Can fun. be. Yeah. It was a little interesting, and maybe the last thirty seconds at the bottom of the ninth, you know, because uh, the the American League could have turned it all around at the very end, but they didn't. And it was, I was like, "Did we just watch that for three hours? <laughs> I can't get Holy it back. Holy crap! We could have been watching Hallmark. <laughs> That's right. I could have been watching another Christmas movie. It's Christmas in July, don't That's you know right, that, honey? Man. God, uh-huh. I missed the latest Lacey Chabert movie Come uh, on. for that crap. What the hell, man? All right, more Warren Ryman coming up. <laughs> hey, you want to invest in real estate? It's a smart idea. It's an idea whose time has always been around since the beginning of mankind. Investing in real estate has always made sense. And, you know, the guys that have always done well financially, they've had real estate holdings, some of them solely in real estate. Others have just, you know, portions of their investment portfolio in real estate. Listen, you need to get with our friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. They are the mentoring group that teaches you how to invest in real estate. This is not something you just jump into without knowing anything about it. You get in touch with them at Lifestyles Unlimited, and you go to the FinancialFreedomLivestream.com seminar online, in person if you choose to do it either way. That's how they're going to teach you or where they're going to teach you to invest in the right property, how to arrange the financing to buy that property, how to fix that property up, how to then turn that property, roll that into your next investment, your next investment, and they'll show you in easy-to-understand terms how you can retire in five years or less if that's what you choose to do. Your friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. Use my name as your promo code. Just log on to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. My name is Vicki. I'm 50 and love research. Warren Rima here on KTSA. First of all, uh, according to Bloomberg Business Investigation, and it's Bloomberg for as nutty as the, the namesake is, because <laughs> he's a nut job, right? Yeah, he is. But the business investigation, the 
the business network is still pretty good. They're, oh, yeah. they're a good business network. Anyway, uh, Jason Leopold is one of their investigative reporters. He was the one who reached out with a Freedom of Information Act request. And I think it's pretty interesting that he's the only one that reached out with a Freedom of Information Act request on the cocaine in the White House. None of the other media, no ABC, CBS, Bullcrap. These great investigative reporters have no, None of them. no curiosity Because they don't want to know that it's Hunter's. Yep. Okay. They don't want a confirmation. They know no. it's Hunter's. They don't want a confirmation. Right. He did, and the Secret Service said, nope, can't. we cannot uh, respond to this because it would interfere with our enforcement proceedings. Bullcrap. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> absolute <laughs> steamy bullcrap, man, right there. I was real close to Big saying the other word. One of these days I'm going to say the other word, what I really mean. Uh, you know? we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> If we lose the license, we just do. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, bullcrap. Um, the White House trying to push this until after July 26th, which is the date of Hunter's hearing where he gets a free pass on the gun charge and the tax crimes that he did commit that you, my friend, would be in prison for. I- I'm sorry. That guy could be on, on the president's desk, uh, you know, with a ball gag and a riding crop with uh, doing lines of blow off a prostitute's butt and nothing would happen. How to do you him. know he hasn't been? I'm sure, well, okay. Maybe like maybe they both have. I, exactly I'm, you know, right. I'm just saying that nothing's ever going to happen to that dude. Right. He is the epitome of privilege. That's right. And the Secret Service has been forced to move that up. Now they're going to give a briefing tomorrow on the cocaine. You're not going to find out anything, but they're going to no. have a briefing coming tomorrow on the cocaine in the White House. So You're listen. right. They know exactly who it is, do. man. They knew it Come that day. On. They knew it that day. It, well, if they don't, we have some serious right. security issues. Ex- exactly right. Okay, so <laughs> Bud Light, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it all started with Kid Rock when he took his M5 and shot Bud Light. Right. And Bud Light since then has fallen out of favor. It's down 28% revenue in sales year to year. Their volume, the number of units of beer sold, down 31% compared to the same time right. last year. It is now out of the top 10 in favorite beers. Out of the top 10 in favorite beers. Yeah. So you got a bunch of brands in front of Bud Light as a favorite beer. It used to be the number one beer perennially in America, and now that's uh, Modelo. Well, this might be the death. If this is really going on across the country or if this is just one or two Costco's, I don't. Do you shop at Costco? Mm, okay, it's okay. No. If you go into Costco, I'm in there once a week, right. you know. But when you go into Costco, they you look at the tag that's got the price on it, right? And if it's a certain color, or if it's upside down, or if it has an asterisk on it, right? It means certain things that it's code for <laughs> this is what's happening to this product. And if it's got the asterisk on there, we call it the Death Star because that means they're not going to carry it anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. And pe- Costco won't. Right. And people have been posting pictures of Bud Light at certain Costcos around the country with that Death Star, which means those Costcos won't be carrying Bud Light. Well, and if they're not if they're not in Costco, they're not. Well, they're, they don't exist. So what's the point? You know, what's I mean, well, I mean, the, the point is woke is broke. Yes. Okay, woke is broke, yeah. and, and if you go in that direction. Look, I, I, I firmly believe that one of the reasons, apart from the juggernaut of of A Sound of Freedom, one, another reason the Indiana Jones movie is not doing well, in my opinion, is the affiliation with Disney. Right. People are they, they get a sniff of wokeness because, you know what, if you watch the movie, there's actually not anything really woke in there. There's right. like one line that's sure. about capitalism. 
So I, I people so people get this woke crap from anybody, and they're turning away. They're, it's not just about boycotting. No, it's about making a statement. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. In fact, they're using their dollars, which we always should do. Use our dollars to say, "I'm not putting up with this anymore." No. Uh, Disney stock was, I, I, I don't want to misquote it, but uh, in the 200-some-odd range, I believe $233 until last year. Now it's down to 88 their stock per share. People have had enough, man. People have had enough, and they're, and they're saying, I've had enough. It's not necessarily I don't like Bud Light anymore, right? They're not saying yeah. that. What they're saying is I don't like what's happening here. I don't like what you people are doing with this woke crap. So anyway, if they lose, if, if they lose Costco, if, if Bud Light loses Costco, that's a big deal. Well, it's their own damn fault. Yes, of course it is. I mean, and don't give me this crap that this marketing campaign with the tranny in the bathtub somehow happened at a vacuum and they didn't know what was going on. Bull crap. That is a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. So, you know, you got to move product to stay in business. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a business head, but I know that. No, and, and, and they're, they're, they're going bye-bye, man. Nobody's buying it. Well, what do I say when I talk about programming radio stations? You block the exits. Yes. And they open the exits and told everybody they, to leave. They Here it is. Everybody the, out. Open everybody. the exit. <laughs> they actively kick people in the yes. ass to get them right. out of the exit. They said, get out of here. Yes, that's right. Uh, AOC. <laughs> Notice how I just immediately laughed. <laughs> I don't laughed. have to say anything, do I? You know what I mean? Okay, so she went on to threads. Of oh, course she God. did because oh, she shocking. can't stand to be off of social media. So right. She went on to threads, and she was asked the question by somebody on threads. What are your best and worst food service industry stories? <laughs> she says, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. There is literally an endless supply here of worst food service industry stories. Well, I have some really weird stories. One time when I was a bartender, there was this really rich guy who would come in one week a year and really addicted. He was addicted to mansplaining. Oh, darling. <laughs> oh, it, get, it <laughs> Listen, gets sweetheart. It gets worse. Go make me a sandwich. Uh, you could just really tell he got satisfaction from mansplaining. He'd love to say, ask me a question and include all these little asides to belittle the server and uplift himself. Anyway, if you indulged him, he would tip you like two to $300 on a lunch tab every day for a week. So here's the deal. After a week of listening to this guy, she would end up with $1,500, $2,000 in tips that's in one, one week. That's one of her horror stories? Yes, that's my point. Oh, God. Now, she didn't stop to consider that maybe this is a widower. Maybe right. this is a lonely dude. Right. Maybe it's a guy that he, you know, has some hard times and he just wants somebody to listen to him. Right. So he goes into a bar for one week a year. He sits in a corner of the bar. I don't know if he's mansplaining or not, whatever the hell. And he pays them two to $300 each meal, each lunch, to listen to him talk. Right. And that's her big problem in her life? Listen, <laughs> listen, sugar butt. Let me explain something to you. If that's your worst service industry horror story, you didn't do any time. You didn't do any serious time in service because I have. I've worked retail. I, you know, she is so full of, you know, I mean, she TikToks more than she legislates. Uh, oh, and yeah. Trey, she is the future of American I politics. Know. It's, it's, it's now we can roll our eyes.
That chick may end up being president, president. someday, and she's a freaking moron. <laughs> she is a moron. Uh, and 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 she's the worst kind of moron in that she doesn't know she's a moron and she actually thinks she's intelligent. Isn't that crazy? And she's not. She's Let me just, just tell you something. Not. If you want to pay me two to three hundred dollars over lunch to listen to you talk, when would you like to go? Uh, I'll go with you right, right now. We can have lunch at nine a.m. this morning, and I'll sit and listen to you for an hour. If you want to pay me two or three hundred uh, bucks, and I won't bitch about it after I'm done listening to well, you. Th- this may come as a shock to some of you, but I've been to a lot of bars over the course of my adult life, <laughs> and bartenders, yeah, have to put up with some of the most ridiculous crap from people. Sure. That story would be a story that any other professional bartender would would talk fondly of. Oh, yeah. And sure. say this guy would come in once a year, yeah. and he just wants to talk. Just wants to, right. You know, and, and she goes with mansplaining. Oh, yeah. That you know why? Because, yeah. again, she's an idiot. She is. And she, it, she has the intellectual depth of a piece of filler paper. Well, I, you know, I wonder. Of course, she's never introduced legislation, right? No, she's she never doesn't passed do any legislation. Job. Right. She spends all of her time on social media, and yet, last year, the people in her district overwhelmingly put her back in. Well, you you get what you don't vote, deserve what you don't vote for. You also deserve what you do vote for. And, yeah, for some bizarre reason, uh, they reelected her. And I'm telling you, she is the face of American politics. She is the future. They're all going to be her at some point. You and I have said it many times. Nancy said it to me a couple of days ago. She said, I agree with Sean. I agree with you. She said, you know, um, I'm glad that we're not going to be around for all this crap they're doing. I, we're 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 on the backside. I hate to say it, you know, we, you know, I, but I I am so thankful I'm not man. coming of age in this moment. Oh man, oh man, because it is stupid and surreal. It really is. <laughs> I'm upset is. about him mansplaining. Oh my gosh, mansplaining. Oh my gosh. So you knew you were in trouble. With how she started. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of him mansplaining. Coming in and paying me three hundred dollars over lunch God. so that I would listen to him talk about the world, and he would say, "Ask me any but, question." But well, see, yeah, that's cool. There's a window into the soul, and I'm sorry not to be general, but there's a window into the soul of that entire freaking generation. Of course, there is. Sure, you know, right? it's the TikTok or the the video is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And she completely misses the point of the guy's visits, and she virtue signals that it, she was offended by his yeah. mansplaining. So, in other words, she's a soulless, heartless weirdo that doesn't give two craps about other human beings. Well, after the top of the hour and the eight o'clock hour, I've got a story as to why I'm going to relate that as to why we're in that position with right. them, in that generation in particular. But I'm going to, I'll tell you more about that. Okay. At the top, so research. Uh, House Fitness products. You don't need to be out. Do not be outside. Please don't go outside. Don't be outside running jogging and all of those kind of things is really bad for you you can exercise in the cool comfort of your home not to risk being out there in the heat 117 on the real field yesterday uh uh-uh. now go to hess fitness products they have a large selection of treadmills ellipticals and bikes where you can get a great workout indoors i'm going to get one this morning when i get home i'm going to get the kettlebells out and the dumbbells i'm going to do some lifting and some exercise like that and get on the recumbent bike now they'll fit any budget they got the perfect feel for you. You'll beat the heat inside working out with equipment from Hess Fitness Products. Quality workouts in the cool comfort of your home. 
And as always, they offer the best price guarantee at Hess Fitness Products. So whether it's for your home, your commercial facility, or whatever, Hest has the right equipment for you, and they've been doing this since 1981. I've been a consistent customer for the last 12 or more years. They've been around for 40 years at Hess Fitness Products. Got the best manufacturers in the industry and the best equipment, too. Get in the shape of your life. Hest is best where you're going to look better, feel better, and do more. Hess Fitness Products, 281 and 1,000 Oaks. If you're going to buy a UTV, there's no better UTV than the... That little old man from Texas. Who would that be? Who is that? ZZ Top. ZZ Top, baby. And my boy Billy, she's got yeah. legs. She knows how to move them. Yeah. She got legs that go all the way up to her ears. She got dated her in college. <laughs> <laughs> it's wearing rhyme with KTSA. What I'm day sorry. is it? Actually, I did not date her <laughs> in college. Um, it's Different Colored Eyes Day. Oh, I knew somebody had different colored eyes. And, and who is the most famous example of that? David Bowie. David Bowie would be very yeah. famous on it. But there's a couple of others, too. Yeah. 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 Hey, David Bowie, actually, it was because he got beaten up. Yeah. Uh, somebody hit him in the head really hard when he was a kid, and yeah. it changed the color of his freaking eye. Etch-a-Sketch Day. Were you an Etch-a-Sketch fan? <laughs> yeah, I had Etch-a-Sketch. I, yes. didn't li- I had it. I didn't like it yeah. because I'm such an artistic narcissist that yeah. I couldn't stand the fact that it wasn't permanent. Yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I did like the fact that I could change my screw-ups. But, well, know, yes. <laughs> we all had one. But it was, most of that stuff for me, like a slinky and all that, the, the, it, was, right. it was just a temporary, you know. Sure. Now, the Big Chief tablet. Now, I had one of those, boy. I'd say Big Chief tablets. I remember those. <laughs> Lego blocks were my favorite. Yeah. Back before you had instructions on how to build crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's National Eat Your Jello Day, Mr. President. <laughs> huh? National Eat Your Jello Day. Oh, you'll love this one, Trey. It's National Pecan Pie Day. Yes! Yes! I love pecan pie. I, I can't eat the pecan oh. pie anymore. <laughs> now, it's pecan because a pecan is on a construction site or a concert. Smells really bad. That's a pecan. You know no, what I mean? No, that's a toilet. I, I, said, no, no, no. I said pecan. No, it's... no, no. Pecan is on a construction site or at a concert, right. you know, outdoor concert. A pecan. It smells really right. bad. But a pecan is what, it's the nut that falls off the tree that I eat raw. In fact, I have a bunch of pecans on my desk in my studio yeah. right now that I'm dreaming of. That's I right. to get home. Well, I, I, I love, love pecans. I love pecans, too. No, 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 Sean, you don't understand. What? You love going into those buildings that smell no, really dude, good? That's a that's a porta potty. No, you're, no, you're, a We're pecan. talking about pecans. <laughs> it's a pecan. Right. Like that's when we're I out said. riding the motorcycle and we get to <laughs> we get to River Road in 306 and you I know, tell the boys I got to stop at the pecan up here. That, that's I grew different. up in Maryland. Maryland, son, I, I call them pecans. Um, don't make me don't make me call you sugar butt. No. <laughs> sugar butt. I like this one. Yeah, this one. The last one is is it represents or encapsulates almost my entire stinking philosophy of life right now, baby. It's simplicity day. <sighs> simplicity. We were just talking off the air about you know getting older and, and being at this juncture in life. And I think one of the greatest things a person can embrace and understand is freaking. I wish I had understood simplicity at 19. Simplicity, baby, is the key to happiness, I believe. I totally agree. Yeah. Just, just keep it simple, tossing stupid. off all the crazy crap and just right. getting boiling it down to the nut. But, you know, I, 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 and I, I posted about this the other day. Like, I, I've got to the point where my love of simplicity is so profound. That I don't get upset about crap anymore because as soon as I start to get upset, 
I think to myself, is it worth getting upset? No, it isn't. Well, you said Because something. life is simple, baby. You got a roof over your head. You're golden. You got people who love you. You're yeah. golden. You're you good. You said something really profound the other day when we were talking about the Lord's Prayer and this goofball that's focused on whether God Ow. is a male, female, or Yes. And you said, you know, maybe he ought to be focused on what the prayer is about. Right. You know, I, I'm going to need food today, so would you please give me some food? And I know I'm going to need your forgiveness. Right. So would you please give me some, some forgiveness today? And the point is, you made it really simple. You simplified the profound there, and that's what I'm talking about. It's it's a matter of making everything, simplifying everything in your life the best way you can. It doesn't have to be complicated. No, it does. And, I, and I'm coming from that perspective of somebody who spent his entire adult life making things extremely complicated <laughs> yeah. and extremely well, we, convoluted. We, we, you know? all, are, uh, we yeah, all, yeah. all are our own worst enemies. Right. And, oh, and yeah. because we do that to ourselves. Right. Life is simple, man. It really, really is. One, one so, moment at a time. Especially these days. These days, you know, you look at the One crap moment. that we have to swim through every day as far as rhetoric and issues. One and moment. Just the moments of our de- of the era in which we live. Yep. You know, your your path to sanity is simplicity. People people have asked me, and they continue, how do you make it through losing both of your kids? Mm, and yeah. here's the answer. One step, one step, one step, one, and with Jesus Christ, I can take that next step, and the mm. next step, and the next step, and the next step. That's what it is, and that's the simplicity of life. Just one, I'm gonna make another step. I'm gonna that, take another step. You're a, that's it. You're right. That's all there is, man. More on the other side. Where and Ryman continues. KTSa. Hi, this is Danny Bose from Southwest Metal Roofing System. Hey, hey! Last half hour, I brought up that story about AOC. And just catch everybody up to speed. AOC was asked on the new threads. Um, you know, tell us one of your worst uh, stories of being a, a bartender. And, you know, her worst story, a nightmare, was a man who would come in one time a year for a week into the bar. And he would tip $300 for lunch if you would just come and sit and listen to him. Just listen to what an old man yeah. talk, man. Sure. And Holy she's, crap. Oh, my God. He was such a mansplainer. He was all about mansplaining. And I can't believe he would come in. Now she's she's checking you know two grand a week you know sitting there and listening to this guy for one week out of the year he would disappear, the other fifty one and come back one week right. and you know oh, just want to poor talk. her might have been a you know a widower maybe right. you know maybe his kids were gone maybe he just wanted to talk you right. know and so it was lonely yeah you know, he would just come in and say just ask me a question any question is what he would say oh, I can't believe he'd do that and I was telling you when my dad had Pan American Speedway he had a couple of property homes on on the Speedway property. And he would give that home to, like, veterans and stuff to be maintenance director of the Speedway. Right. To keep up the grass and all those kind of right. things. And during the summer, I would work with them out in the, in the summer, work with whoever the maintenance director was. Well, one year he had a guy, well, for several years, a guy by the name of P.C. Ashcraft was his name. And P.C. was a World War II vet, and he was in the battles. In right. other words, his best friends had their heads shot off and stuff like that. Well, he had stories to tell. All day while we're out there working in the hot sun, he would just go on and on. Same stories many times. He would repeat them over and over again. Yeah, but it's living history. I'm telling you, man, I never even thought about complaining about listening to him or being paid by him to tell me these stories. I'd be like, oh, I soaked it up. Right. God, that's history. And you said, very rightly, that this this generation is, we're basically screwed. They're very strange people, to be honest with you. So I I mentioned this morning in my 6 o'clock hour, 
that there is a new study that's out from NWEA. It's a research group. They create widely used academic assessments. They're huge. They put out a new uh, study last night. Uh, 6.7 million public school students, third through eighth grade, 20,000 public schools. So this is a huge survey. This is not right. some little tiny thing. And we're, we're fighting over, you know, public education dollars in Texas right now because of uh, property taxes, right? Right. That's right. what's going on right now. And um, we hear the media and the Democrats, and there's no difference, complaining about, uh, you know, cutting the property taxes because schools are going to suffer. Which right? is such a bunch of crap. It is. It's not true. Uh, <clears throat> but, again, the media and Democrats, and they're one and the same, they believe they know better, that government knows better how to spend your money than you do. Right? Sure. But the reality is, <clears throat> if you want to get a great education for your kid, we need complete and utter school choice you as a parent taking your dollars, voting with your dollars, like people are doing with Bud Light right now, voting with your dollars and spending that money and getting that education wherever is right for your child. And if a few public schools get closed, oh, well, because a few of them should be closed. They're right, not worth right. the salt to keep them going. Absolutely. So back to the study for just a minute, because I really want to hear what you have to say about it. So what they're, what they're finding out is that kids – are now progressing much slower in reading and math now than before the pandemic. So this is not pandemic-related. Right. They're going back to the this pandemic. Right. And what they found <clears throat> is the older the kid gets in public school, the higher he goes up in a grade, right, mm -hmm. the worse his scores are in reading and math. And let me break it down by race real quick. Black students had the most sluggish gains in math and were on par with Hispanic students for reading progress, although black students started at a lower point for both subjects. White students progressed in both subjects, dropping to close to the national average, while Asian students staying about the same. They're not progressing, but they're not going down right. because they take education more seriously. Which is why the public education system and the collegiate system crap cans them as much as possible. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Karen Lewis, one of the study's lead researchers, says we're actually seeing evidence of backsliding. Kids are going. The older they get and the higher grade they go into, they're getting worse. They're yeah. not getting better. It's backsliding. <clears throat> she said that, that this isn't news anybody wants to hear. But students need an average of four and a half months of extra math and reading just to catch up. An <laughs> extra four and a half months. And the study's authors are saying the scale of the crisis and its repercussions on students' academic progress surpass what can fully be addressed with the current response. So the current response that the school system is, is doing with kids is insufficient. So if you are, if you're taking your kids to school and then they're in the early grades and they're pretty good at reading and math, and the longer they're in public school, the worse they get. Well, who it, in the, who in the hell wants to continue to pour money into that? No, and 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 we're learn. I think we learn a lot from from that study that we can infer. You know, first off, and I think we've seen this on a few different levels in the public education system. In that, if you are doing well, if you are a kid who's got a lot of promise early on, and you've got high reading and comprehension skills, and you you've got high critical thinking skills, and you're driven. The, the, the public education system wants to dumb you down. Yes, sir. Uh, because often, you know, we got to get rid of honor society. we got to get rid of uh, all these things that a kid that excels gets. You know, everybody's got to, you know, be at the same level. 
Now uh, you're it, so right about it's that. It's true. It, one second on that. Okay, oh yeah. and, you know, I'll let you continue sure. to say it, but once because that's really important. All the honors courses and yeah. stuff, like the higher levels of math, the higher levels of English and stuff like that, they're doing away with sure. na- nationwide because it makes the other kids feel bad when somebody goes into an honors course. And, and that's not even the real reason why they do it. You know what I mean? They're, no. they're, they're, they're punishing excellence, right? Uh, because they don't want it. That's right. Um, I will take collective responsibility for Gen X not being the greatest example of parenting in the world. Uh, There's a great generational flaw in our parenting skills. It was that we wanted to be our kid's buddy rather than their parent. Accept that. But, okay, you can't plug that factor into everything when it comes to to Generation Z. You have a public education system, in my opinion, and you agree with me, I know you do, who have been playing the long game for several generations. Okay, if if your idea is to increase the the reach of government into everybody's life and and you want America to be something other than what it is, you need people who will not question you. You need people who do not have the intellectual capacity or the problem-solving skills to see that you're doing something nefarious. You got to dumb them down. You, you, you need a generation of stooges who are not going to question a damn thing you're going to say. And if you plug that that motivation into everything we talk about, like yeah. the, the, this uh, a Democrat out of Georgia who left the, the, the Democrats because of school choice, why do they fight school choice right. so hard? Right. Why do they insist on, on this business of, well, we're not going to test black kids anymore because it's, uh, it's racist or the English language and math themselves are racist. If you plug in the motivation that they actively want to create dumber people, over a series of generations, it all makes sense. Well, so that's exactly right. That started about 1963 yeah. with the decision here in Texas. As a matter of fact, they went nationwide taking prayer out of school. Right. But what that did was say, we not only want people who are going to be another brick in the wall, robots, right. but we want dumb robots. That's yeah. what we want. Uh, the, the education system in America was set up by the big industrialists. It was set up by the Rothschilds and the J.P. Morgans and the people like that, the Carnegies. Right. Who were, who, what they needed was an eight-hour-a-day worker who was going to wake up in the morning, eat their quick breakfast, go to the factory with their lunch pail, sit there and do their eight hours and go home dutifully in the evening and start all over again and do it the next day. And don't complain. Don't complain. Just do it. So that's how they set up the education system to yeah. do exactly that. You're going to get up every morning. You're going to get your lunch pail. You're going to go off to this school around the corner, right? Yeah. You're going to be in the same room all day. Eight hours later, you're going to go home. So they train people to do that. But at least at that point, they were still educating people because they were making smart robots. They are making robots, right. but smart robots. 63 comes along, and they go, nope, what we want is a bunch of dumb. We still want robots. We still want them to be robotic. Bees. But yes, but we want them to be dumb so we can control them. You can't right. control somebody who's a brain. No, and 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 who who do they get rid of in any fascist state when they're trying to create that state immediately? They get rid of the intellectuals. Yeah. They get rid of the college professors. They get rid of the writers and the, and the 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 opinion givers and all. They get rid of the intelligentsia. Of course, yeah, is what they do because they don't want people questioning what they're doing. And, and you can see this progression in America. You and I had a dramatically different experience in the public education system mm-hmm. than what's going on now. Oh, yeah, big time. Much big different time. on just about every level. Mm-hmm. You and I graduated in the 12th grade, and we were uh, we, could, we had a hot, we could, reading comprehension. We had a, a working understanding of history, world, and American. 
We had an understanding of civics. We had an understanding of how the government works, the founding documents. They don't have that. They're yeah. getting out, and they don't have any of that. Yeah, I, I think about the principals that you, you know ran the schools that I was in, and particularly the, the high school. He hired uh, teachers that instilled in you a desire to learn yes. for life. Yes. Which, to me, that's what life is about. You're, I, I'm here to learn, you know, well, whether it it's a spiritual thing yeah. or whether it's, you know, something right. else. I, I have to, every day, I have to learn stuff. That's what I have committed my life to doing because of what the teachers taught me back in that day was you need to learn for the rest of your life. They're not doing that now. No. And well, by the way, I just, as a caveat, as an asterisk to all this, we're talking the rule, not the exception, okay? Oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, There are exceptions. Sure. You and I both know people in public education who are doing a great job. Oh, yeah, I got a, one of my best friends yeah. is uh, exactly. a, a phenomenal teacher. But we're talking about the overarching rule of public education today. Right. So when you're talking about reforming, uh, you know, uh, our property taxes, greater than the, the, the vast majority of our property taxes in Texas goes to public education, and you're turning out a sucky product. Yeah. And if that was competing against, you know, how many times are you going to buy a sucky car? How many times are you going to buy a sucky meal and you're only talking 20 bucks? How many times are you going to do You're not. You're going to give them one shot and that's it. I'm not going to do this anymore. But year after year after year, we're pouring billions of dollars into education. Quite frankly, part of the language that sucks. Well, and it so does. We're not teaching kids how to be lifelong learners and how to be, as you say, functionally literate. They're and, not learning it. And, and if you complain about it or, God forbid, you want to be actively involved in your kid's education. Oof. You're uh, QAnon. You're a, you're a terrorist. You're you're Al Qaeda. You're you're the worst human being in the world. You have to ask yourself, why do they fight so hard against? It? Sure. Why do they fight so hard against you? The, I, and I remember when I grew up, parental involvement was encouraged, and when it wasn't there, oh. the people at the school knew it. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what's going on? Every year, my mom was president of the PTA. Yeah, president of the PTA every year because she was going to be up in our right. business at school. So you know, when 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 the liberals and the Democrats and that's who it is primarily who support public education, when they say <clears throat> we need even more money, not less money for public education, I would like to show them this report and tell me you tell me why. Yeah, you tell me why you need more money for public because this report tells me you need less, not more. This report says you're doing a terrible job, and I need to have control over that money where I can choose where my child right. goes to school because I'll decide where he or she is going to get the best education, not well, you. Yeah, and bringing up my friend here, who's actually really whose family, and she she's a dedicated teacher, and she's old school teaching teacher in my opinion. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I know a few other teachers who are are so woke, and they're all about this yeah, crap. Me too. And you have to wonder: I, is are you guys carrying that into the classroom? Mm -hmm. a, a lot of them probably are. Yes, sir, they are. And it, you know, we're getting a, 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 a to say it's a substandard outcome for our investment is is a laughable estimation because it's so bad. If you it, don't, you know, if this is what you're producing, you don't need any of my damn money. If this was the free market, they'd be all all they'd be, be out. out of business. Yeah, they'd be out of well, business. Well, that, that's why they fight so hard against school choice. Yeah, that's right. Because they know they'd fail. That's exactly right. All right, I want to talk about Alamo water uh, softeners and the fact that they don't fail. They've been a success from day one. I knew the owner very, very well. The the founder of this company, Alan Townsend, started in 2009 with me. I, I didn't doubt. Look, I didn't, I don't want to take any credit because I had nothing to do with the founding of the company, but I was the first customer and. He told me he could do this with exceptional quality, that he could uh, put together the engineering staff that would build a better water softener where, you know, the hardest water in America is right here. 
and uh, and, the, and he did it. He, and he helped so many people soften their water and protect their appliances for years after years after years. Well, he passed away, and Trevor, his son, has taken over the running of the country uh, company. And he might run the country someday. He's that good. But they have expanded into filtration systems as well because there's little floaties and stuff in your water that kind of are harmless. Maybe, maybe your water doesn't taste all that great. But there's stuff in there that's harmful, too, in many instances like these PFALs and these chemicals. Alamo Water Softeners wants you to have the best in water experience. And uh, you can log on right now to their website, alamowatersofteners.com, and ask for one of their whole home specialists to come out and give you a free water analysis. And they'll tell you what's right for your water. That's alamowatersofteners.com. All right, so sunny and very hot again today, 106. The real feel be back to around 117 once again today. Extreme heat. It's 82 right now at KTSA. Good morning. Our heaviest delay is going to be on Loop 410. It's Warren Ryan on KTSA. You know, I'm loath to even bring this person up because I hate giving this person any kind of airtime, but I'm going to do it. Please do. Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> Purple-headed lesbian that can't shut her mouth about uh, how self-important she is. Uh-huh. What's she do I, now? You know. Well, she's retiring, thank you, Jesus. I don't even care about what does she play soccer? Yeah. I don't even care about soccer and I'm glad she's retiring. Okay, retiring US women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe is saying making jokes about trannies like Dave Chappelle quote directly leads to violence against trans people. Uh I don't want to mince words about it. Dave Chappelle making jokes about trans people directly leads to violence, whether it's verbal or otherwise. Because now you know merely saying something is an act of violence. Because the fact is, there really is no violence going on against trans people in this country. If it is, I wish Megan would freaking explain where that's happening or or provide a few examples. Because what I see are a lot of tranny dudes beating the crap out of girls and women when they uh, 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 look cross-eyed at them for being naked in the locker room anyway she also goes on to say she's talking about Mar- Mar- martina navratilova if i'm saying that correctly you did who uh uh when uh she was talking uh, robin i was talking about men competing against women biological men competing competing against biological women she goes yikes and she had some uh issues with that and uh Rapino, uh, uh starts uh, responding to that saying uh, a real woman, uh, a trans man is a real woman. When I see a transgender dude, I see a real woman. And so not allowing them to compete is, is something against real women. And, and I, you know what, Megan? No, you're wrong. No, you're hundred. You know what? Wrong. At this point, you know, and I, I started going off on this yesterday. We got to just start saying you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You, you're just abs- you're, you're, that's not a real woman. Right. I'm I'm t- I'm start I'm tired of tap dancing around people's sensibilities on this thing because you know what I got I know a couple of people who are trans, and it's like if I'm at the point now where if this person asked me do you think I'm a real woman I'd go no you're not a real woman I have I have felt that way all along yeah. I never wanted to tap dance in fact at the very beginning I said it's psychosis because you have a break with reality you're not a woman you're you, not you are a dude and Megan Rapinoe signed off on a thing with a hundred other female ha ha female athletes last year that didn't want congress to pass the protection of women in sports act and and you know stood along with this administration that we don't want to protect women in sports so you know what they're what they just opened it wide open for guys to come in now rapino made a lot of money right she made more money she made a lot of money competing against biological women that's what i was going to say that's what i was going to say she's a biological woman 
as far as we know, and she competed <laughs> against biological women, and that's where she made her money. She made more money after she got woke like uh, like Kaepernick did. But the, the fact of the matter is she never had to compete against a bigger, faster, stronger male to try to win a soccer match. She is only now saying that she's retiring. Well, sure, I'd welcome men, uh, trans right. men on my team. Sure. Well, it, it's convenient for you to make that claim now that right. you don't have to because I tell you what, if a dude uh, wearing a dress competed and you know played soccer against Megan Rapinoe, that skinny little weirdo, they'd kick her ass. Why is and she it? She knows it. Why is it that two white dude talk show hosts in Texas <laughs> are the ones that are protecting women all over the world right now by saying, "Look, it's not cool yeah. for dudes to get into." The ring, I've seen these ultimate fighting oh deals where a dude dressed like a girl gets in there and punches their lights out, brings them close to death. Yeah, someone's going to die. Someone's yeah. going to get killed. Right. Uh, I, I saw, uh, what's his name, Jason? Uh, Kali, uh, Jason, the, the, the football commentator. Oh, well, anyway, I saw him the other day do a, one of his videos for Fox. What, who is it? Jason? Yeah. Whitlock? No. Yes, Jason oh, okay. Whitlock. He shows this girl, the first and only girl, to do a kickoff in a Division I uh, college football game. Right. The ball goes 20 yards. <laughs> 20 yards. <laughs> and then she runs off as fast as she can before she gets hit by any of these other gigantic dudes. And Whitlock's going off going, yay, isn't that wonderful? She kicked the ball 20 freaking yards, you know. This is so wonderful. And everybody applauded her. Yeah, it's terrible. We're, we were talking, uh, you and I were talking a few minutes ago about how we're, we're kind of glad to be at this stage <laughs> in life in this weird-ass world we're in. Did you ever conceive, as bad as you could imagine it getting, that the American left, okay, a at some point would be the enemy of women <laughs> and feminists you know what? in general? I mean, nowadays... If you're a feminist and you stand up for women's rights, actual women's rights, right. you're the villain as far as these people are concerned. You know, I really sort of did because it's a circular firing squad is oh, what it well, is. They're standing in a circle shooting at each other, and eventually they're going to all kill each other. You know, they, they just did. metaphorically speaking. No, but liberal pukes, they tend to eat themselves. That's I mean, they, exactly they're, they're, what they're like doing. A, a rat chasing its own tail. Absolutely. So instead of being the Gloria Steinems of the world and standing up for women, they're destroying women every single day. That's what this movement is was designed to do and it's working out perfectly. I'm not a sports them. head. I don't know a lot of history, but Martina Navratilova, wouldn't you say that she would stand head and shoulders above a lot of folks as an example of an amazing female athlete? <laughs> Unbelievable. Broke... And by the way, she's gay. She's gay. Oh, I didn't, Yeah, she's gay. So, so there, there was a time when the American left would have, and did, applaud someone like her. And they should now. And now she's the worst person in the J world. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Another thing. example. Super liberal. I just went to a park that has makes her a billionaire every day. She's making billions every day for, off of Universal Studios. But you know what? They hate her they guts. Hate, they want to put warning labels By and trigger way, warnings on Harry Potter games. Let me say one more thing about Megan Rapinoe. She's a racist. She's a racist. I don't doubt it. How so, though? When Dave Chappelle's black. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she's, she's a black guy. She's Megan. racist, man. Oops. Taken in after a black guy like that. You, you're such a pink-haired racist, Megan. Ah. All right, quick break. More wearing Rhyme coming up. You know, your safe shower is a, a definite improvement to your home. Um, a lot of times you really shouldn't be stepping up into a big, tall shower. 
that doesn't have an on-slip floor or a grab bar or two or something like that. That's a dangerous thing, particularly as we age. Safe showers, they will build you a shower, and here's how it works. They sit down with you, and you design that shower. Then they show you all the colors and all the style, tile options, and all the options concerning grab bars if you want them, and seats and shelving, and all the different fixtures. You know, you want that rainwater thing over your head. Whatever. They can build all of that into your safe shower. Then they come to your house. In two days or less, they tear out what you have now. They don't just lay this on top of what's there. They tear out what you have now, and you got a brand-new shower. Looks gorgeous, and you don't have months on end of a remodeling project with a bunch of strangers in your house. takes a couple of days or less for safe showers to do it. Mention Trey Ware, you get a grand off right off the top, and they have special financing available too. Safe showers, 210-655-1111. Hi, it's Trey Ware for the fam. Bam, bam. It's uh, 8.39, and uh, it's Ware and Rima. Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. We do this Monday through Friday, 7 9. A couple of quick hits. Sure. We're just talking off the air about, uh, I don't know how we even got on this subject. Maybe you can remind me, but uh, one, one of the things I'll do is uh, go to, like, Whataburger or Chick-fil-A or whatever, and I'll buy gift cards. Right. And when the trash guys come, right. I'll go meet them outside at the trash truck, and I'll say, man, I really appreciate what you do, and they go, Huh? <laughs> That's cool. Say, so go buy a burger, man. You know, That's great. That kind of thing. It's very cool. And they respond very well. Well, we were talking about AOC and and I think her uh, complaint about the mansplainer. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about, yeah. No, I and also yeah. we were talking about hey, we got a it's a, we got a fun job. We're not laying roof yeah, on. Yeah, we're not tiles yes, on a that's roof. That's how it got started. And, and so and I think I brought up garbage guys, yeah. you know. I mean, we're not they work there. These are, I my thing is I say to this to people on a regular basis. Hey, you actually work for a living. Yeah. No, I say it all the time, too. <laughs> you know. Now, that's how, that's how it started. I said, we're not, yeah. we're not putting a roof on a house or picking up garbage. And imagine right. what your house would smell like if there weren't any garbage guys. You sort of I need said, them to do so, what they do. So I go get cards, and I'll take a right. card out there and say, yeah, you guys go buy lunch. And people, they're like, what? You know, they're, they're shocked at that. Because, you know, most people don't do it. But that's the kind of thing. They're out there in the sun. And that truck stinks, by the way. <laughs> they're hardworking people. Okay, a couple of other things. If you're, uh, if you're upset that Guy Fieri and Joe Rogan Rogan shook hands and said hello to President Trump the other night, but you didn't get upset about Joe Biden showering with his daughter. You're the problem. You are the problem. Jack White. You are the problem. I I think you should change his last name to something uh, that's only three letters. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) You can't get it, everybody. I I do. (laughs) Because that's all he is. Or four letters that start with an S. There you go. You ain't Jack. Guy Fieri, sorry, man. You cannot diminish the cool of Guy Fieri to a guy like me. I freaking love it's Guy the Fieri. coolest guy, man. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I hate to say this to some people are going to get upset, but, you know, it's, it's just the way I feel about it. Leslie Van Houten, or ABC, been calling her Hooten all night. Are they calling her Hooten? Yeah, they're calling her Leslie Van Houten. Are you serious? Yes, I'm dead serious, yeah. I'm sitting uh. here watching it. Anyway, um, look. She's a prime example why we should have the death penalty. Right. That she should have been dead a long time ago. Now, people are like, well, she's not danger to society anymore. She's rehab reform. That's not the point. That is not the point. She held pillowcases over uh, Rosemary LaBianca's head while another Manson family member stabbed her. And then she took the knife, stabbed her in the lower back more than 16 times. Her words. I just yes. kept stabbing and stabbing and yes. stabbing. Now, now here's the dealio. And you and I both are kind of students of the, the whole Manson thing. Oh, I've, I've done a lot of reading on it. Yeah. I know you have as well. Big time. 
Um, because uh, what's going on is Gavin Newsom is not going to fight her parole right. anymore, she's which out. she has done the past three years in a row. Mm-hmm. So she's out. She's going to be in a halfway house for probably a year. Right. She's got three years probation for the halfway house, but she'll probably get out in a year. Yeah, like yeah. She's just another person for like sure. everybody else. Um, and, and I'm not going to take away that. I'm sure she's, we are told she's done a lot of stuff to rehabilitate good. other citizens, other inmates, and she's done a lot of good work. But here's the dealio with, uh, with Van Houten, okay? There are people who have committed less heinous murders who will never see the light of day. Sure. Or and they've well, been executed. They sh- or they've been executed. Yep. So wh- wherever, uh, death penalty or no, she should never get out. Never. Never. None of them nope. should ever, Tex Watson, none of them should ever get out the... because of the nature of their crimes. <sighs> oh, man, what they did. Uh, read Vincent Bugliosi. He was the the prosecutor of the case. No, read Hell to Skelter. Oh, it's a great book. Re- read, yeah. it. read it. Read it. Terrifying. Just do it. Oh, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah. Creepy Crawly missions. Oh, yeah. that'll drive no. you crazy. She's Leslie. You should never get out. No, baby. no. And, and really, they should execute people like that. They really should. I feel that. I feel that strongly I, about I, the death penalty. I, I sometimes think the death penalty is too easy uh, an outcome. Well, I, uh, it could sit be. on your ass and and rot. You know that does bother me yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, California Democrats block a bill that would make human trafficking a mi- uh, from a minor to a serious felony. What's this now? California Democrats have blocked a bill that would make human trafficking of a minor a serious felony. So there was a right. bill that was introduced in the California Assembly, which is their legislature. Right. It would make human trafficking of a minor a serious felony, which it is not right now. I th- what? It, it's not? It's not. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. And Democrats have blocked that. Republicans introduced the bill. Democrats have blocked it, keep it from coming out of committee, so it cannot become a law and go to Gavin Newsom's desk because several reasons. First of all, Gavin Newsom wants to be president. He doesn't want to be faced with having to sign that bill because on the conservative side or the the real human side of this, of course you would sign that bill. But Democrats yeah. don't want that bill signed, and the reason Democrats don't want that bill signed is the same reason they're fighting the movie Sound of Freedom. They don't want any credibility brought to the issue. That would add credibility. That would say if they if they changed it from a from a minor crime to a major felony, that would say, yeah, we have a problem with minor trafficking. We well, sure do. You know, and I I I think I'm, I said it yesterday. It's a combination, I think, of people who are actually pedophiles and in that world or supportive of that world somehow, or they're so poisoned by their politics they can't give anything positive to the GOP. So anything that comes out of the Republicans in any state legislature, even if it's something that I think everybody should freaking That's be what able I was to saying on yesterday. On. You yeah. should agree on this. This should not be divided issue. We should all want to stop this dead in its tracks, but because it lends credibility to the issue and to the movie itself, because the movie's out right now, right? Yeah. Do it when the movie's over and they'll they won't even bark about it or or if they would have done it five years ago before the movie they wouldn't or, have said a word they would have passed it but now because the movie's hot and it's calling attention to their friends who are doing this crap right right they want they don't want to well, add any credibility and to ask it. yourself the one more question had spielberg made this movie right right would they, you'd have a completely right. different re- or one of the leftist directors that yep. they love and adore sure if that person had made this movie, they yeah. would love Scorsese. Scorsese, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like that. Yeah. All right, one final thing. Um, my friend Chip Roy has got some legislation that he's working on right now because um, the Biden administration with the woke military, right, 
military advancement has always been merit. There's a whole lot of yeah. politics in it right. too, right? You got to kiss the right fannies, but there's there's also it's been based on merit, which indeed it should be. Right. Uh, quite frankly, I want the best person that can kill the enemy, blow people <laughs> yes. up, you know, fly <laughs> airplanes over their heads and drop really big bombs. That's what I want out of my I military. I want you to be really good yeah. at that stuff. I'll, that's it. <laughs> I don't care really, other than combat, what gender you are, because I don't. I've never believed we ought to be sending women into combat. Right. But to fly airplanes and helicopters and uh, blow up people and all that kind of stuff. I don't care what your gender is, and I really don't care what your race is. I really don't care. But the Biden administration does. So they're getting away Mm. from, and they're fighting this bill that Chip Roy is putting in, saying we want it to be merit-based. We want the best person for the job is what Chip Roy says, which you and I agree with. Biden is saying, Joe Obama is saying, no, (laughs) really, we we need to base all that on race. We need to base it on gender. If you're going to advance in the military, you've got to be the right color. You've got to check the right boxes. Doesn't matter if you can do the stinking job. How is that not racist? Well, it is By racist. By saying that your race should advance you, how are you not being a racist? You are. And here's what Chip said. What we're trying to do is move to a colorblind, race-neutral worldview where we're focused on building a national defense and a military that is focused on, well, you know, blowing things up and killing people, not on social engineering wrapped in a uniform. <laughs> that's per- that's exactly what it is. Isn't it great? Social engineering. Let's call it for what it is. Wrapped in a uniform. That's exactly what it is. And, and, and look, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about uh, about the education system. Anything that is merit-based, they despise. Yeah. Because that right. means some people are going to rise to the top and right. some people aren't going to make it. Right. And it dispels their whole 100%. narrative that, you know, the mythology that, well, you can't do anything because you're so freaking oppressed and we got to fight this system. 100% right. They are the system. Yep, 100% right. right. All right, quick break. We'll wrap it up with Warren Ryman coming up next here on KTSA. So I put up a new uh, profile picture on my Facebook page yesterday, and somebody commented and said, wow, what are you doing? Are you getting younger? <laughs> what's what's going on with you? W- one of them I went to school, elementary school with, and she said, you haven't changed since fifth grade. What is going on? Well, I really have. But what I began to do a couple of weeks ago was use Toro Skin Care for men, and it's making a difference. Uh, I feel really great because I know the lines are disappearing. I'm watching it happen. My skin's tighter. It has better color to it and all that stuff because I'm using, using Toro Skin Care for men. Now, it's finally a luxury skin care line for men that's affordable without all that perfume stuff and all that pretty stuff, you know, all that. Now we're talking about a facial wash. We're talking about a toner. We're talking about hyaluronic acid. We're talking about vitamin C, all these things that you can apply in a beautiful moisturizer as well you apply. takes me less than two minutes to do the whole shebang, and I feel great about what this is doing for me, so much so that I want you to log on to their website. Use my name as your promo code. That's going to save you 20% right off the top. No matter what you're ordering there at toroskincare.com, toroskincare.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Hey, Trey Ware here, and right now at the Uvalco 